This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable, and powerful with better data and insights. Those three illustrative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T, dot com and start a free trial or book a demo love that dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients and businesses so your accountants get over to dex.com thank you welcome to our new section of the podcast this is where we give you accounting practitioners and the fintech people that serve them a little taste of commercial acumen, business awareness, what is happening in our world and how it affects you in your day-to-day business. Martin, this is where you trawl through the many journalistic publications and media outlets to see what is current and what is trending. What have you come across this week? An article from a wonderful gentleman who I know called Daniel Hood, um, who is the editor of Accounting Today. We rate Daniel, don't we, Martin? We do very much so, yes. Um, the headline reads, Intuit projects up to 17 million new small businesses in 2022. Now, I saw a different stat. Um, I think it was in the last week where 636 new accounting firms had been formed in the UK in the month of January. Wow. Well, they've got 17 million new businesses to look after, so I think we might need a few more yet. <laughs> it was only a few weeks ago, Martin, we were talking about the insolvency tsunami and the sheer number of businesses that were going out as a going concern. They were no longer, so they're being replaced or pivoting around, reinvigorated? What's happening? Uh, out with the old and with the new, yeah. Obviously, from insolvencies, you see Phoenix businesses, you see, uh, from merger and acquisition, you see spin-offs um, and startups. So it is a fascinating time. Daniel sort of couches this by saying that the COVID-19 pandemic may be lasting longer than expected, but it hasn't dampened Americans' appetites for business formation, according to the accounting software developer Intuit. Usually we focus Intuit as a subject of our news rather than their reporting being the subject of our news. So it's nice to go from the other side this time. And he says that Intuit projects 17 million companies in the United States will be created in 2022. And this is due to, or rather according to Intuit's recent QuickBooks New Business Insights report, where 83% of people surveyed, and we don't have the size of that sample, but 83% of those who are the sample uh, intend to start a new business. And they said that the pandemic can actually accelerated their plans. That's an entrepreneurial explosion, isn't it, Martin? Mm, and I understand it as well. I understand that, that the pandemic has changed the way we live to such an extent where it changes the thinking about where the future is going. And do we actually want to do this? Do we want to stay in paid employment forever? Are we ever going to make our break, go out on our own and start our own business? And if not now, then when? And what if another pandemic stops us for another three years? So, you know, I I can see it. Um, And it quotes here, the report that says, when the pandemic hit, we saw an unprecedented number of new business forms as millions of people spotted new opportunities brought on by the new normal 
or reevaluated their priorities. Now, if we just stop here for a second, uh, he's quoting Alex Chris, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Intuit Small Business and Self-Employed Group in that statement. However, this new normal was a press phrase used when we started COVID-19 and nobody knew what was going to happen. Everybody decided that there was going to be everything was going to change. And I'm not convinced that that proves to be right. So brought on by the new normal, if I'd have written this article, I, I would have thought brought on by the speculation of a new normal, because that's not what actually has happened. But Alex Chris goes on to say, now almost two years later, we're continuing to see this trend as 2022 promises to deliver even more small business growth and prosperity. And it's that last two words. Promises to deliver even more small business growth. Okay, fair enough. Accept that. Statistical, straightforward, easy to understand. And prosperity. That's an intangible. So where have they got that from? So how do they know that it's going to bring prosperity? Is that because that by sheer probability, some of the 17 million businesses will be extremely successful? Is it that? Is it because there is some further study that shows that entrepreneurs become a lot more prosperous in self-employment than they do in corporate employment? Or is there something else at play? I don't know, but I'm fascinated by the use of it in the quote. 2022 promises to deliver even more small business growth and prosperity. So unless they're assuming that small business growth equals prosperity, that's a very interesting word to add on the end of their research summaries. And the virtual world that we're in, Martin, Zoom and Teams and everything else that's going on, there's a huge online shift, isn't there? Online sales now. We can almost do everything we used to do before in person. We can do that online. So the world's just got a whole lot smaller or a whole lot bigger, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, these things come in cycles. When I started my career and direct mail was the major way of marketing, of course, that was made redundant by digital marketing. And then once everyone got sick of spam email and sponsored ads, then there was a renaissance period for direct mail where you hadn't received a letter for a while and it actually became a novelty to receive one for a while. So they had a renaissance. So yes, we're all Zooming or Microsoft Teaming or video conferencing in one way or another. And yes, there's a lot of things we can do now that we can't do remotely. But remember what that means. That means, therefore, that somebody somewhere are having very effective face-to-face -face meetings because nobody else is. Somebody somewhere is taking advantage of the fact that everyone stopped meeting together and used that as leverage. Question, Martin, just to round this out, what does it mean for the accounting practitioners? Do all small businesses see the value of an accountant? Just because there's lots of new businesses, does that necessarily create more opportunities for the accounting profession? The opportunity is the ability to educate what to get from an accountant. So when you have an existing client to whom you may have very poorly sold when you first brought them on board, the existing client's understanding of what you can do for the business and how much you charge is conditioned by their initial interactions with you. When a new business hasn't spoken to you before and may not have a preconceived notion of what an accounting firm can do, the field is white already to harvest, as the phrase goes, and you have, therefore, a blank canvas to paint a brand new picture of what an accountant can do for a business and start a business relationship from scratch. 17 million of them, in fact. Goodness. And uh, just finishing, looking at the article that Daniel wrote, and we'll put the link in the show notes for this. Uh, small businesses see the value. And he asked, does your business work with an accountant? Yes, internally, 37%. Yes, outsourced, 36%. No, 27%. So what did we learn from that figure? Well, straight away, we've got a quarter of the market there that needs educating. Yes. Straight away.
Uh, never mind what we're doing with the 75%, you know, or 73% in that case. If someone just not seen the benefit of working for an account, the better business decisions, as Daniel said, helping them save money, improving the long-term survival. If the accountants are not educating businesses, that's one thing. If the businesses are ignorant or arrogant, that's another thing. Arrogance is one thing, but if they're ignorant, even if they are ignorant, then who caused the ignorance? Who's failed to educate? Who's failed to get the message across? Who's failed to understand the need? So what's the ultimate message now for accounting practitioners listening, Martin, here? Um, understand that there needs to be room in the portfolio to take on new opportunities, better opportunities. There needs to be time set aside. You don't have to be at capacity or 100% recovery necessarily because we're about to move to a set of business owners who have the need of being handheld and maybe not have a generic understanding of what accountants can do. And therefore, your opportunity to become their advisor is on a plate. I've just had one final thought on this too, Martin. It's a little bit longer than we usually do, but there are startup accounting firms, as you hinted, and a lot of the larger firms, even mid-tier firms, are saying, we don't want to deal with startups. We don't want these micro-businesses, one guy out of a back bedroom, even if they might be a YouTuber making millions. So there's a lot of opportunities for startup accounting firms, one-man band, solo practitioners to mop up a lot of these juicy startup businesses. Well, now you've said that, Rob, I'm actually reminded of an accounting firm in the United Kingdom who spoke to a startup business who had huge plans. And the quote that the accounting firm put to the business was too rich for them at that time, they felt. So an 18-month period went by, and the startup business got back in touch, of course, now no longer a startup business particularly, and had grown tremendously and had outgrown their initial cheap accountant and needed support and help. The initial quote was for, as I, as I recall, £950, so about $1,100, $1,200. A month? No, 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 a year. Okay. The one that they actually signed up was for just over 18000 a year. Wow. Now, whatever percentage growth that is just goes to show tremendous opportunity. And when the business owner understands it, whether they get it, whether you educate them or whether they're educated by other means, they nevertheless come looking for that help. Make sure it's you they find when they go looking. And that is the news for your accounting practitioners. Go out there and make something up and look out for these new businesses. They desperately need your help, but you desperately need to educate them. Have a great day. This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.